Well, searching for the best talent in the world means going all over the world, and Apple has had a really interesting approach to trying to find the best engineers, the best programmers, the best marketing people, the best of the best, uh, wherever it might happen to be. Alex Webb has a great story uh, on the Bloomberg Terminal at Bloomberg.com uh, looking at this exact uh, thing. To, uh, Alex, talk to me about, first of all, how the story came to be. There have been a couple of offices that Apple have opened up in recent years in, in Berlin and um, in, in just the suburbs of London and started to notice a bit of a trend. This office in Berlin hires a lot of people from a company called Here, which is a mapping company. And all of a sudden, Apple has a mapping office on their doorstep. Then we saw this one in Hertfordshire, close to Imagination Technologies. Apple said, we're not going to use your IP anymore. And, all, um, you know... As you expect, Apple then hires a bunch of people from Imagination Technologies. So I started digging into it, and I found I found eight. There may even be more around the world, secretively um, costed away somewhere, and um, they seem to be directly targeting engineers from competitors and suppliers. So here's the deal. Like, if you hear that Apple's opening up an R&D lab in your hometown, you know, one would think, what a great thing, and yet those labs may be doubling as something else, as kind of a recruiting ground, or, or not. Yes, it depends who you are. Uh, you know, in Orlando, they've got a lab which is, I mean, it's 500 yards away from AMD, the chip maker. And there are 35 people who used to work at AMD working at Apple. But you could also look at it the other way around. You create you create a sort of nexus and um, a, a sort of brain trust in this particular town centered around a particular technology. Denver's become very well known for mapping. And the office that um, Apple, we knew, know, was looking at opening there um, is very close to a mapping company. But there's plenty of talent there as well. So it, 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 it could be a, a snowball effect. That, that could be the argument some people might make. Is it, I mean, this, this poaching thing has been a serious issue. issue uh, Apple's had issues in the past with, uh, with the rules they put around recruiting and recruiting people from other companies. Historically in Silicon Valley, there have been lawsuits and, and more. I mean, there was some comments earlier this year from the, I think it was the CFO of Imagination Technologies. Um, he was pretty um, outspoken in his criticism of Apple's approach. You know, they used Imagination Technologies' intellectual property for chips for years and years and years. Then they have been started developing their own chips. We saw last year they Which opened is a huge. I think it's, an, by the way, an unappreciated sort of uh, sea change for Apple to, to design semiconductor hardware right. for devices. And up to a point, it's a sort of admission that perhaps there's not so much um, that you can add in terms of bells and whistles on the outside of a phone. You've got to do, really go deep into the engineering in order to make the phone um, something that people really need and are forced to, to adopt. Well, and what's fascinating is um, maybe not surprising to see Apple developing, you know, chips, right? Uh, you know, rather than paying out money to others, why not maybe ultimately just bring it all in-house and be controlled? Um, I mean, it's not the first time, right, that we see poaching. I guess what's fascinating and, and what I like about your story, Alex, is that you do, you, you have, what is it, eight, nine examples where they set up shop and then, you know, kind of near something that they want to develop, Apple wants to develop more fully, and then they start poaching those workers. So, you know, you do wonder if this is a very specific strategy within the company, right? It's not just about poaching, you know, from the headquarters, but it's setting up a shop right there. It, it, it isn't a novel tactic. Other companies have done it in the past. I think the interesting tell here is, A, it shows what Apple really deems important. You mm -hmm. know, it's chips, it's mapping, it's augmented reality. These are the three big priorities for Apple right now, judging by these offices. But also, you know, Apple has been accelerating its research and development spend exponentially in recent years. It's doubled to about $11 billion over the past five years. That clearly means they've got to think quickly, how are we going to get this talent 
on board. And rather than trying to relocate thousands of people to Cupertino, perhaps you go to them. You go to them and say, we're here already. Come work for us. We'll give you stock options. We'll give you a good salary. And they've got plenty of money offshore to do that. And um, so it becomes a very affordable option, I think. Um, it's, it's also interesting that they're sort of going all gung-ho, recognizing that some of these people, some of these people certainly are working with Apple on the other side of another company, have those relationships. Maybe their job will become useless if Apple breaks that relationship. So those people would be uh, uh, out in the wind in some way. Well, there's perhaps a certain irony there, because that seems very much like the Samsung tactic. You know, Samsung um, had been... a key supplier for Apple in the early iPhone and then a couple of years later we see Samsung with competing products which are very similar to um, the iPhone so perhaps they're in some ways you could suggest that they're taking a, a leaf out of the Samsung playbook. Yeah so it's, it's kind of fascinating though so I guess we should just kind of watch where Apple sets up an R&D lab correct? Although it's, it's easier said than done. You know, they don't tend to put out a press release. We're opening an R&D lab. It, it often kind of seeps out through local media or, you know, watching um, LinkedIn hirings. You can see people moving to a company like, oh, goodness, what are they doing in Grenoble on the edge of the French Alps? So right. it's sometimes tricky to elicit. Well, you say just last week Apple posted a job listing for a software engineer in Denver specializing in mapping. So, it, yeah, you're right. You've just got to kind of watch uh, these kind of little reports that come out. So uh, kind of fascinating. Um, Alex, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. Yeah, best. Alex Webb, tech reporter at Bloomberg News. Uh, Corey with you in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. Check out Lucky me. <laughs> you have some great people. You're surrounded by great people, Corey Johnson. And Alex Webb. And Alex he's, Webb. No, he's great, great people. It's as good as they get. It is fascinating. He walks in there, though, with a bowler and a monocle and a cane. This whole English thing. Oh, London stop. Fog Raincoats. It's all the John Le has been reading. It's, it's, it's the Johnny Ive effect of the, ang- <laughs> the, the accent lets you get away with murder. All right, guys. Alex Webb, tech reporter at Bloomberg News. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.